Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Constructing the Clubhouse World's number one comedy podcast, period. <laughs> uh, I'm your host, Dr. Matt. Joining me, my beautiful co-host, Johnny Boy Alice. Hello. And today's very special guest, Mr. Frank Castillo. Hey, what's up, man? Feels good to be here. Yeah, welcome. Castillo? Castillo? It's Castillo, but, Castillo. Uh, but also, Castillo. At, at this point, I don't know how to pronounce my own last name everywhere I've, I've moved to. Yeah. So, it's... like, I'll go to Mexico, they say it differently, I come here, they say it differently, um, but also, I did my 23 and Me, so, like, I have a lot of Spanish, and then also still a lot of, like, indigenous Mexican, Okay. so, so I guess it is both ways to pronounce the last name, I don't know. Just not the way that Matt pronounced it. Yeah, just not the way he All said All the ones it. but but mine. <laughs> All right, fair. He's got a, he's got a sick sense for that. Uh, what's up, man? How's uh, how's Barcelona been? It's been a lot of fun. I was down here for Spanibus, which was cool. Um, we stayed in Las Ramblas, uh, which apparently is the bad part of town. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, Las Ramblas, a lot of prostitutes late at night. Well, I mean, I yeah. don't know if prostitutes are bad, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I was, I was saying that <laughs> in quite a measured way, I yeah. think. I'm the... John, uh, I first of all, they're like, it's a workers. terrible part of the neighborhood. I'm like, yeah, there's there's prostitutes everywhere. I was like, this sounds like this sounds like a great time. Uh, well, they will try and maybe rob you in the wee yeah. hours of the morning. Matt will tell you about that. I think. Um, Would you get mugged by one? No, I wouldn't say mugged. Did you get, Just like, because they, they, they tackled <laughs> me and I gave them money, that's not a mugging. <laughs> uh, so it's that's sort of a like, business. The other side of the Rumblas from here is the Raval neighborhood, which everybody talks about as being the um, the One dodgy, the, rougher... the, oh, okay. the rough, the rough side of town. You're making it sound like they're just gonna give you a hand job unwarranted and then take money from you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you got to make sure that you get the right. I, they're they're geographically separated, right? So the Romanian prostitutes are at basically new to Rambla. Then oh. you have, yeah, you have the. The Nigerian ladies like to hang out up closer to Plaza Catalunya. Oh, I love that. So there's there's like five different sections of the Rumbler, and they all, yeah. it's, it's corded off like that. Yep. Turf war. Uh, I like that. Apparently with the bubble, you know the guys that blow bubbles on the streets of Barcelona? Sure. Apparently that is very, very regimented in terms of where you blow bubbles. Like if you went and got yourself a bubble blowing kit, you couldn't just set up anywhere. You'd have to talk to the to the bubble blowing don. And oh, all is there that. like the bubble blowing mafia? Yeah, there's a there's a bubble mafia. You know in what? Barcelona. I, I don't. Uh, that does not surprise me because there are things like that that uh that just you wouldn't be you would be surprised at the kinds of like rackets people are able to like create and control in the markets. Like um, do you know who the grateful the the grateful, grateful. dead are? Yeah. Uh yeah, you know what deadheads are, fans of the Grateful Dead. Exactly right. So you know, so they would, you know, it's always like they do LSD and mushrooms, all, all that stuff. Um, nitrous is a big thing that they all did. I didn't know oh, that. Yeah. Right, those okay. big old tanks. Well, if you go to a Grateful Dead concert, you'll see guys just roll up with big tanks and they'll just start cranking off balloons and selling them to people, right? For like per balloon, right? And then you know you fucking get all fucking wonky and stuff. Well, if yeah. you go to another Grateful Dead show in another state, you'll see the same guys. They just follow the Grateful Dead around. Yeah, so they, it's actually like, you can't pull up with your own tank because you will get your ass beat, but they're all like old, like- By deadheads. Yeah, but it's, it, I don't know if those guys are deadheads. I think these are guys that just Feed know how to, yeah. They just got it early and then that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. I think the, the term was, I think the term that someone told me was uh, the balloon mafia. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that makes oh, no, sense. Oh, the Nitrous Mafia. That's what it is. The Nitrous Mafia. That's funny. I yeah. mean, I kind of get that because they're effectively selling drugs. I mean, I think if you started selling yeah. drugs on someone's corner, then, then you'd have... You become mafia just like that. Just like that. Yeah. That's Dude, all it takes. Bananas. 
Apparently this year, I was just reading some news articles, apparently this year, the most cocaine has been produced out of all of the years that have existed. Whoa, isn't that crazy? Or... <laughs> this is unrelated, <laughs> was. but did you guys hear that they had actually modified a tobacco plant genetically to produce cocaine? Whoa. Yeah, they figured out the whole enzymatic pathway required, and now they have tobacco plants that grow cocaine. Now it's going to be really addictive. It's like that Simpsons episode where he turns makes tomato. <laughs> tomato, yeah. This, this tomato smells like grandma. It's <laughs> my favorite line. Uh, I didn't give you a proper in- introduction because I don't know your CV very well, bud. Oh, hilarious. So I want to say Frank Castillo. Cas- Frank Castle. Castillo. Frank Castle, mm-hmm. the Punisher himself. Yeah. Here, uh, Roast Battle International. Hefe. Comedy Central Roast Battle Champion mm-hmm. 2017. Ooh, I don't know. The years get fuzzy. I, I think I actually looked up your bio beforehand, so I, I can tell you what you've been up to if you want. Oh, um, no. And but... then very recently, the roast of Mr. Peanut. You did yeah, that? I forgot I did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Were you on the dais? Yeah, dais? I was. I was on the dais. Yeah, and they played it. Uh, so they played the 32nd. So the 32nd commercial was on the Super Bowl, and then that led to. A uh, YouTube video, which was I think like 14 minutes of the full roast of Mr. Peanut. Oh shit! Yeah, I yeah. loved that. Was the only commercial I liked in the Super Bowl. It was crazy uh, seeing how it because it was just like I just did it, but also to see like the breakdown of everything afterwards. It's so funny to be talking about serious stuff with this in my hand. Um, because it was Varner Media Group. You know Gary Vanderchuk? No, not at all. Okay, he's that like guy that like everyone loves on Instagram. That like every like dude dudes like you know listen to for like crypto uh, and all that kind of shit. I gotcha. Right. Um. So he's like an investment guy. So he started this media company and they go and they basically like make content uh, and they pitch it to basically, they do what like commercials were, were supposed to do in a sense of like, we know how shitty commercials are now. So they like, yeah, we build, make some of them. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, no, you make good content. Um, so they make content and then they like pitch it to these brands. Mm-hmm. They'll be like, hey, we have this idea. So this they came up to them with this idea, which was the roast of Mr. Peanut. And they were like, yeah, let's do it. This would be great. Um, and then they showed it to Neil Brennan, and because yeah. Neil Brennan directs commercials, and Neil uh, was like, uh, "Yeah," he was like, "You guys are gonna hate this." He was like, "Because you're not gonna let us go as hard as you guys want, and what you what you what you want, and what's gonna happen are two separate things." And they're like, "It's fine," <laughs> and it was totally right. Uh, they cut out so much stuff, but oh, then damn. they kept a lot of the safe stuff because it was also like. It's fucking national TV. You know so they, yeah. they kind of let you say it and then just heavily edited it. Yeah, that's afterwards. yeah, because they were trying to get us to just do the. Can, can you tell stuff? some of the edited jokes? Because I saw some on Twitter, uh, by one of the lady comedian. I don't remember her name, uh, or any like identifiers. Yeah, but I think she I gave. Still have them. She had the some of the edited jokes, and they were really fucking good. I was like, oh man. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if I still have them on my phone. I'll have to check. But uh, yeah, I had some for like so. I had like a bunch of jokes for Yamanika. I had a bunch of jokes for everyone on the dais. And then I had a lot of jokes for the Mr. Peanut. And it was really tough writing for Mr. Peanut because it was like they gave you like the bucket, which was all the info about him. Mm-hmm. And then it was like, you know, they didn't want you to make fun of people's weights because they didn't want people to attribute fat people with eating peanuts and then all that stuff. So they like wanted you to stay away from stuff like that. But like I had one about how like, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Yamanika. I had said Yamanika and, um, oh, God damn it. Uh, David Lucas and Yamanika are two of my favorite pieces of chocolate in the trail mix, just because they're shaped so big. Uh, and then the other one was, uh, uh, I was like, oh, um, I was starstruck when I met Yamanika Sanders, because for the longest time, I just thought she was the California Raisin. <laughs> just dumb shit like that. And it was just uh, like fun, ridiculous stuff. Uh, 
had something about elephants because elephants love peanuts. Uh, just like fun, like random stuff. A lot of D's nuts jokes. You know the classics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but they just wouldn't let us do any of that. And then, uh, dude, the who had the best set I think was Natasha Leggero. She had like, she did like a full fifteen minute like roast roast. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! And she like, bro, she was like. They wouldn't let us like mention celebrities or like any other brands or anything, but she had like this bit about Harvey Weinstein and like everything, dude. It was like amazing. I love that. Are you pl- you're playing to an audience? There's a live audience. No, no, it was it? Uh, it was all act- it was all actors. So okay. it was like uh, you know commercial actors. Mm-hmm. So they all in the audience. It was a pretty good crowd. It was like maybe like 50, 60 people and the okay. whole crew. So Neil was just kind of like you know. Don't focus on just doing the jokes you think are going to make it. He was like, we're going to cut around everything. So we're only going to pick like three jokes, maybe. Okay. So he was just like, you know, do, you know, everything. And then we'll cut what doesn't work. That's great. So you, you're kind of trying to set a vibe anyway. Yeah. Even if you know that some of the jokes yeah, aren't going like, to make it. Yeah, because also you make the people thing. laugh, and then that's what they could use to, uh, you know, cut uh, people laughing. Sure, I gotcha. And then, um, what else? Uh, yeah, it was just, I, I was so lucky that Jeff and Neil both recommended me for it. Mm-hmm. And what was crazy was I kept getting emails, and it was like, hey, we work for so-and-so. There's a brand that wants to talk to you. And I don't know if you've ever gotten emails from, like, Instagram, like, fake ads. Yeah, we get that you know sort of thing sometimes. Right? Yeah. And they look, like, they look so fucking bad. And, like, so I got, like, five of those emails. Then I got, like, three phone calls. And then finally, Neil Brennan called me and was like, hey, man, can you answer this phone call? These <laughs> people are trying to talk to you. I was like, what are you talking about? And he was like, he was like, it's planners. They want you to do this thing. I was like, whoa, what? And I called immediately. And then she was yeah. like, sweet, sweet lady. She's just like, hey, we've been trying to get a contact with you. We don't know who rap blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. I almost fucking. Wow. A Super Bowl commercial. You I, yeah, almost I missed almost out on I almost fucking missed out on That's that because massive. I just didn't, just wasn't. I was being frank. I just wasn't fucking, you know, paying attention. Yeah. Uh, well, there's a lot of spam calls, spam emails and stuff out there these days. Through, you know? through a raise of the eyebrows, how was the pay? Uh, it was good. It was enough to, it was enough to. I also didn't argue my pay at all. I'm sure a bunch of other people did, but I was like, thank you, God. I'm taking it as it is. Hell yeah, um, man. Ah, uh, yeah, I wouldn't argue the pay in that situation. Me, yeah, I was the, probably was the lowest man on the to- uh, totem pole, I think. Um, but it was good. It was good. It was a good pay. I mean, I'm here in Barcelona, aren't I? Um, <laughs> also, me and my wife. Uh, I'm here in Barcelona. I don't get paid shit. Hilarious. What are you talking about? Uh, me and my wife were able to uh, move to a new apartment out of our first um, shitty L.A. apartment. We moved to the west side, so we have a nice two bedroom. It's much bigger. Moving on up. Yeah, it was Ooh. fucking cool. Like, my parents came to visit to my place, and, like, my mom was like, my baby. Fucking, you know what I mean? All that shit. It was fucking great. And, um, and then my dad's coming to stay for, like, two weeks. But it was nice. I mean, I'm able to... It, it made things easier. Sure. Yeah. And also, like, let's not pretend like I'm rolling in money. My wife yeah. makes all the money. She... She makes um, way more money than I do, even though I'm like doing well in comedy. She over fucking laughs right now because she's a psychologist with her own private practice. Oh yeah, cool. yeah. Oh, so it's like you know, racket. What a racket. Yeah, man. Any money I make is always like I always say like comedians get paid like fishermen, which is like when the haul comes in, yeah. right? So I like gotcha. she'll make money more steady over time, but like in one lump sum, I'll make more than she makes in like fucking months. Yeah, you might have, you might have one month that's better than one month of hers, but uh, yeah, 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 she's she's paying the bills. Yeah, and mind you, she hates it so much when that happens. Like she loves it, but she'll just be staring at me like this fucking this fucking guy. Yeah. made this much money. He made like right. what I make in maybe in yeah, and for fucking peanuts. Yeah, ah. it's pretty great for peanuts. Exactly. Yeah. Nice, man. She... That's cool. Has she come to Barcelona with you? You're here. here no, I was just I just came uh, by myself, and I wanted her to come, but also with her job, she can't take the days off. And um, 
it is a little tougher when you bring um the lady on the road trips because it's like especially when it's like this is work you know what i mean I showed up late to work. Thanks, man. But this is work. Yeah. No, this is work. This is like comedy. Trust me, it feels this. like work for us. <laughs> um, and then going to Spanibus, all that stuff, meeting the people, yeah. smoking all this weed, you know? Yeah, uh, it's tough. Tough stuff. Fighting dumb. off all these hookers. No, it, um, <laughs> it's work. But it, but it is work because, you, know, you know, when you do stand-up stuff, it's like, that's the job. It's the mm-hmm. stand-up, right? And then, you know, sometimes when the lady comes, it's like, well, this is vacation. And yeah, we'll do your stand-up stuff. It's like, no, I got, like, the stand-up stuff is... It's more like, yeah, she, she would hope that you would just pop off to do a bit of comedy yeah, yeah, here yeah. and there, and it's really, you have to focus on it and, and, and commit to it. Yeah, I, like, I, you I know, you. if she was here hanging out, she'd be like, all right, cool, when are we going back to the hotel, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, ah, oh, you gotta, you know, I want to stay. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally. Yeah, yeah, that's totally. What, like. what, yeah. Are you, what are you up to at, at Spanibus, actually? Uh, What's the... So I have a podcast with a Masonic smoker. Uh, his name's Edgar uh, Pina. He's a breeder from Compton. He's a cool kid. Um, we met through a friend of ours and we just started like talking and stuff and we just clicked and i saw everything he was building he's got a whole like fan base because he basically grows and breeds strains that people will pick up breed with their own proprietary strains or make hash and these are like big companies that do it Mm -hmm. so he just makes seeds all day and that's what people do so when he came up here everyone was like stoked to meet him they'll buy seeds off him or they'll like uh trade seeds or they'll like you know what i mean stuff like yeah, that yeah, sure. so he can like go and back and like breed more stuff and find which are the keepers which is the ones that are pop and then he'll sell them off and stuff like that so you're here helping him out trying a lot of the european product yeah yeah well as the co-host for the podcast it was just kind of cool to go along and just meet everybody and see the scene because uh-huh. aside from being like a comic this is the shit i really like like i love like if i wasn't weed. a comedian yeah I'd, I'd i'd just be into weed and like growing and the botany and just the journalism of it all, like I just find it all fascinating, especially with the way the jump from uh, just how it's become legal in all these different countries and how everyone's handling it differently is like really fascinating to me. Yeah. Do you have a strong opinion? I know a lot of Americans uh, in Europe, everyone rolls splits, mix mm-hmm. with, mixes with tobacco. Uh, do you have a strong opinion against that? I've heard a lot of. I mean, American it's everyone's. Uh, it's everyone's kind of. You know, it's what everyone likes, right? But uh, I'm just not a big tobacco guy. Yeah. Even like blunts, it's like it, I stop smoking them. Just so much tougher on the throat. And um, what's your choice, a bong? No, actually, I don't like bongs because uh, I'm a stickler about cleaning. And if you leave the water in, like bacteria and stuff will like form, and like dirty bongs are really, really gross, and you can start giving yourself pneumonia. So I usually just try to do straight uh, joints. Like I'll just roll with like yeah. a raw or like an element, and then just smoke that way. Nice. Or I'll smoke rosin with my pupco, which is a hash. I gotcha. Right. And do you have a an opinion on European weed versus Californian weed? Um, I think California still has the best weed. Uh, when I was out here, um, there was still some good weed that I tried. It wasn't as like I mean, it, I don't think it beat what we have in L.A. Um, but when it comes to the hash and rosin and stuff like that, you guys got us beat. Like Barcelona's always, I think, and Spain has always been like one of the premier hash makers, like yeah. historically too. Mm-hmm. And it really shows. Like there's a lot of kids out here who are still making great hash. Uh, the UK, actually, someone brought over a bunch of weed from the UK and there was some stuff that was growing there that I, I smoked today. And it, dude, I had like, I think half the joint's still back at the place because yeah. it just whooped our ass. But hash is just not much of a thing in the States. I, I was in Northern California. Yeah. I was doing like trimming weed for a while. And the guys there, they were like, we could 
make hash from it, but it's just a hassle. We need, I think they needed like a washing machine or something yeah, to make yeah, yeah. it. And, and they were like, no, it's not even worth it because no one really wants to buy it. It's a bit of a hassle. So, uh, yeah, definitely more of a European thing. Mm-hmm. Has that changed? How would you smoke hash without tobacco? So there's different ways that people do it. There's like the classic hash, which is like, you know, the ball that people have. Um, or they make like a ice water hash, which is like solventless, which is like, yeah, they have the uh, like washing machine mm-hmm. where they'll put like, so they'll have the plant, they'll cut it and then right off the vine and they'll put it in like a, a freezer basically or a freeze dryer. So that means it just freezes it immediately. And then all the trichromes, they, they it makes them easier to fall off. So they'll put them in a, uh, like, basically like a bucket full of ice and water, and they'll just agitate it together with, like, the weed, and they have a bunch of bags with micron screens, and they just, like, pull them all out from different levels, and there's just different material each level, and they'll sift it all out, and they'll dry it all out, and then uh, they'll press it with heat, and that's what turns into rosin. And that's, yeah. Et voila. Et voila. And it's solventless, which is great, because there's no, like, you know, butane, nothing like that. It's all just... God's good old elbow <laughs> grease. Nice. Weed for comedy, good, bad? Um, it depends. I think when you're starting out, it's bad. Um, because I think learning the fundamentals and getting good at like, you know, you don't want to smoke weed and then learn how to ride a bike. You know, you want to <laughs> know how to ride a bike fairly well before you start smoking weed. Yeah. Uh, for the longest time, I stopped smoking weed when I was doing stand up, and I was just, I would let my own anxiety get to me. Yeah. So then it wasn't until I finally was like better at stand up that I was just like, oh, and then I'd smoke, and then I'd be like, oh, I'm good. Because then I'd just be chill. But uh, there was one time I had to open up for Theo Vaughn in a theater, um, and it was for like the Netflix festival in LA. Mm-hmm. And it was like, a, I got it last minute, and then uh, I just didn't smoke weed. I was like, I didn't smoke weed the whole day, and I told my manager, and he was like, yeah, you're not smoking? I was like, no. <laughs> He was like, I don't think, I think it's the first time I've ever, I've ever seen you yeah, not yeah. high. He was like, why? And I was like, well, it's kind of like a big deal. And I want to make sure I'm like good for it. And he's like, you can do that? And I was like, yeah. And then I went and I was like on point and I did very, very well. And yeah, my manager buddy. came up to me and was just like, you know, you don't have to smoke weed all the time. Right? And I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, pro tip. Pro tip. What's, can I ask what your career looks like a little bit right now? Like mm-hmm. how much are you tra- like on tour, doing clubs? theaters opening for big acts like so i'm what's, what's the breakdown i'm like? super lazy uh most of the time i'll get gigs um people just hit me up and they'll be like hey i have this uh locally or they'll have uh you know i'll get offers for like b's and c clubs and then i'll put it together uh, that way wait right? wait wait how do you feel about flappers oh that guy this that place should burn in hell, <laughs> hell. absolutely God that place damn should burn it. In hell. i'm a you, you know babs the, the yeah, 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 yeah i know that lady and she's like personally? My connection. yeah personally. oh my god i'm so sorry deeply no. personally <laughs> no i love it you so what's, here's wait what's your disability <laughs> did not deeply not disability <laughs> she, she likes disability I, I don't know of course babs likes disability you know who she she, she repped uh, i know well i know who she told me she repped yeah, yeah. Who'd she, who'd she tell you she repped? She said uh, Taylor Tomlinson was the the big the big fish. No! I think. and I forget who else. No, absolutely not. That's hilarious. I mean, she was making a lot of promises at the time. Yeah, she yeah. Was, uh, yeah. She I know had she, an she, end goal. She, she repped like Drew Lynch. She repped um, at the height of his stutter. Uh, <laughs> she repped um, who else? God damn it! Oh god, there was uh, I can't remember the other comics she repped, but she repped. I think I feel like she repped Nick Novicki, uh, which is fucked up because Nick's very funny and cool, but he's got dwarfism. Um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> there's like surprise. there's a few other people that were like had like visual disabilities, and they were like, oh okay. 
and because she, she likes to, she likes to, from what I understand, she likes to, uh, yeah, she, that was like she, her shtick. She was like, this is like, oh, you have a thing? We can, we can work from this. You know? Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, it's so weird. So uh, it's talking to her, I've felt it, like in touch with like old school Hollywood exploitation. You know? Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. like very old, for, in my mind, she was like an old school. One of my favorite things that they did, dealing. one of my favorite things that they did was, I can't remember which female comic died, but it was like the day she died. And then they were like, we were, they sent out an email. I was like, we are so sad for the great loss in this comedy community. And um, I think in this person's honor, or which is why we're offering comedy classes for a discounted price <laughs> in her honor, because we know that's what she would have wanted. Yeah. But personally, I Babs, I, I I love that lady. I'm excited <laughs> to keep working with. No, I'm no, 100%. No, no, it's totally, totally fine. I'm not. So yeah. when I, when I was asking about your career, like you are so far ahead of. Well, Tamara's back, so yeah. but like most people here couldn't even imagine ever getting to gig in a in a U.S. club, yeah, right? Yeah. And you have like a legit bone. You just the uh, ten minutes ago, you're like, yeah, well, Jeff and Neil vouch for. Me. This is. Jeffrey fucking Ross and Neil Brennan, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, like yeah. you, you're on a level. I think a lot of that is too, because I like, I grew up with them. Like I met those guys when I was in my twenties, I was 21. Um, especially when Rose Battle started. Uh, now I feel like I'm gonna cry because you just said that and I, they really all started kind of hitting me. But yeah, no, I, I, uh, yeah. Wouldn't I mean, be the first guest I made Hilarious. <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah. I do owe it to Ross and Neil a lot because Neil, Neil's always helped me. It's so funny. No one ever talks about how fucking dope that guy is. Me and Neil, I, I went to Japan um, right after, so someone in, Ro so the Roast Battle Tokyo hit me up and we're like, come headline a show and then judge Roast Battle. We can pay you this much, we'll pay you, blah, blah, That's literally how my career's pretty much always been. Yeah. So, because I don't have like a touring agent, I've had to do everything myself, which is so wild. Um, Welcome to Europe. I mean, yeah, that's how it is. Uh, and so when I went to Tokyo, Neil just happened to be there and we linked up and he was like, think we can set up a show? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so we set up a show. We had a great time. And then uh, at the end of the show, he, we just had a cool talk about comedy and how like, you know, just what it's like being a young comic and then coming up and all these memories and stuff. And then he just handed me all the money that he pretty much made from that show. And oh, I was yeah. just like, have fun the rest of your trip. Holy and shit. fucking, I just had, I heard he was a super life. cool dude, but that the is coolest dude in the world, dog. Cool. But yeah, so your what what's your life like actually like when you say B and C clubs? What what kind of spots are you doing? So like um like any major comedy clubs? And it's I'll, because you don't want to travel. You don't want to no, go absolutely. to No, absolutely. Dude, I'll do Chuckle every, Fucks in Missouri do, or I I've told my manager countless times. I've told a lot of clubs countless times. I will do every single room for fucking what I just want to be on. If my dream is to be if my perfect schedule would be 2 weeks out of the month on the road and then 2 weeks in LA. Mm -hmm. Um but Right now, it's mostly like, you know, I, I, I'll do spots around town, and then I'll get gigs here and there out of town, and I'll do those. Sometimes I'll plan sp specific trips, um, but when it comes to, like, opening for people, they'll just hit me up for dates, because uh, oh. I'm usually on a lot of people's rosters. I'm also terrible about asking headliners, um, but also it's just, you know, it comes and goes. But when you say opening for people, you mean they've got a... A theater show someplace, mm -hmm. and they're like, "Hey, you want to come open?" Or they'll be like, "Do you? I'm going on a run. Do you want to come these dates?" Like Polly Shore will throw me dates all the time. Man, um, Neil occasionally when he's in town, if he's got, if he's doing like his Neil Brennan friends, he'll toss me up there. Um, who else? Santino, uh, Theo. Yeah, it's just kind of when you're at the store, it's kind of like you know. But here's the other crazy thing too: is like I'm also at this level where, if 
there's certain gigs are worth it to go on certain gigs aren't because at the store you make um you split the door in the main room so i really yeah so you make i mean depending on how well the room sells out you can make anywhere from like Eight to a grand for that show. How many seats wow. in the main room? Like three fifty. Three fifty. Yeah. 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 Once you get those numbers, you know, we were talking about the comedy store in London. Five hundred seats at forty pounds a ticket. Holy. Selling fuck. out. It's twenty grand a That's show. That's a theater. You know, it's just like five hundred. They do multiple lot. shows and stuff, so it's like, you know, there's been times where I've just been stuck in town and like, yeah, you know, I was like, oh, I got nothing, and then like everybody fucking cancels. Or mm -hmm. whatever, some shit happens. And then it's like, oh, dude, now I have three main room spots this week. And then it's like, I just made rent for fucking this month. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're so, balancing balance that yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, So it's... Uh, I didn't it's realize the store paid that well. Yeah, but also in the other room, it's like 50 bucks a set. And then you're like, <laughs> oh, God damn it, I got OR four weeks in a row. What uh, is that? The belly room? Uh, the, the original room. It's the small uh, room downstairs. Yeah. I've, I've never been to LA clubs. You got to come check it out. It's amazing. Yeah, uh, we will. We will, and we'll message you. <laughs> I got an extra. I got an extra room, guys. You guys can both buck how's, up. And how's like, Thursday? Sweet. Perfect. Come on down. Um, uh, definitely keen to head over to the states. Absolutely, stage. dude. I love Kiwis. Uh, sweet. I'll come uh, along too. Maybe go and check out the new club in Austin as well. I've uh, the mothership. I've been the getting mothership. severe FOMO looking at all the videos because all my friends are the ones going up, and I'm just like, ah, oh, I want to go. Yeah, it and looks epic. Yeah, that's definitely one that I'm going to be going and visiting. I haven't seen any photos yet. How how many seats is that place? I take? feel like it's probably maybe 300, and then they have a side room too. Nice. Yeah, look yeah. like look like about three hundred in, in the Instagram stuff. I don't yeah. want to brag, but if uh, if we take tables out, we can fit seventy five in our room. <laughs> uh, and the other cool thing is, all the current management at Rogan's new club is uh, some of the is pretty much like half of the old management from the store. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Adam Egit, the talent coordinator that passed me, is oh, now shit. the talent coordinator at Rogan's club, along with um, Jody Curtis. Dude, how many people did Joe bring to Austin? Oh, like, dude, he brought, like, I think he brought a couple of the door guys. Tom Segura moved out there. Yeah, a few of the comics moved. Like, there's comics that made them move out there, but, like, staff-wise, there's, like, uh, I think, like, four servers moved. Uh, there's, like, the head staff, ser or the head server, that, uh, and then, like, one of the head bartenders. Um, I think two of the managers. Yeah, I think that was about Wait, it. Wait, there's two managers? Yeah. Manager and assistant manager. Yeah. yeah. Do you think people are going to be so enamored by the fact that that club, because Austin is a fairly small scene, now there's like a massive club with all the biggest celebrities performing there. Do you think people are going to be so enamored that they can't, that it's hard to like work out jokes? No, no. Because Rogan is very much the kind of guy where he, his, uh, he has a, what did he say to me? He said to me before he, that he'd left, he was like, uh, a scene's strength is built on the reflection of the hardest working person. Mm -hmm. So we're fucked. Hilarious. So it's like, uh, you know, in Austin, it's going to be a lot of people working really fucking hard. And there's going to be a lot of people just doing new stuff and working and constantly trying to push the, push the, not push the envelope, but progress and get better and write new shit yeah so when you're watching everybody constantly fucking just grinding it's gonna make everyone else lose that ability of like oh i'm uh, i'm worried and it's like nah man you got it you got to get it because look everyone else is getting it mm -hmm. yeah so i think that's gonna i think it's gonna be a very good strong scene if i if i'm if i gonna make a prediction i think um the scene's gonna be fuck i think it might it's gonna be 
either well i mean this is gonna take time for austin to grow and see who comes out of it but it's gonna i think the top three is gonna be uh new york austin la because la la is no room for barcelona in there (laughs) la's uh la's a good city but it's a showcase town and you know i see a lot of people go in there and get chewed up and spit out but it is like it isn't the kind of place where it's like oh this is uh they're looking for people who they can market who they can make money off sure right so a lot of the good comics that like they can't do anything for will either go to new york and austin and then just become great fucking comedians yeah, that does seem like a uh, a way that comedy can be structured sometimes where it's there's all these measures of who you put on stage that aren't actually necessarily measures of how good the comedian is, right? So it might be that you have a huge Instagram following or you've got a lot of people that are f- watching your YouTube videos or something, which kind of doesn't have much to do with stand-up. No. But it makes sense short-term for a club to put those people on stage because yeah. they will sell out the room, you yeah. know? It's funny because at Flappers, I saw that they put up, they gave like a whole night to uh, this guy who's famous on Instagram for a dance. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's yeah, what, exactly. uh, that's, it's, it's like Vine all over again. You're getting a lot of these like TikTok celebrities. And, you know, when I've been on the road and I've talked to the managers, I've asked them, I was like, how do you feel about this? And they go, well, they, you know, there was a, specifically a guy that was there. He was like, this Italian TikTok guy, you know, he was famous for like these two characters and it was like millions of followers, millions of followers, half sold out, sorry, half sold out shows. Um, and then I just talked to the guy. I was like, is it like this with all the, all the TikTok people? And he goes, no, some of them sell out shows, but they're just not funny. And yeah. he was like, and then they walk out and then I have to refund tickets and, you know, oh. or they go in and they're like, oh, this isn't kind of what we thought it was going to be, you know, and then they, because most of the people that watch these are people who aren't comedy fans or they don't, totally. they, they haven't seen comedy. They This is the first time in a comedy club. A live performance is a very different thing from a 20 second video clip. Absolutely. So, and I, you know, you can't knock these people, but it's like they they will last for how long they last mm-hmm. you know and the thing about comedy is you got to give them a good show otherwise they're not going to come back they'll come back once or twice but third fourth fifth time then you know that's it and then you have to yeah. give them another good show and then another yeah and another this is why it's good that we're orientating much more around the the shows that we produce rather than the comedians that happen to be on the shows mm-hmm. like occasionally we will promote the comedians that are on the shows but generally we prefer to be like there's going to be great comedians on. We don't know who's going to show up, but we promise that they will be good and you'll get a get a result. And I think, yeah. I don't know, I th- if I could just pat ourselves on the back real quick. Of course. Uh, I think that's smart. Uh, so how do you, <laughs> you're saying um, that, you know, Flappers is, is, is crap. How do you, when you I go... I don't think Flappers is crap. I love you, Babs. Uh, how do you, so you're traveling around, you go to these other clubs... What are the things clubs can do badly that you're like that will make you think that it's a bit shit? Oh man, what badly. I mean, uh when the greener was in the same office as the manager, uh <laughs> that's pretty much it. Um no, I what I mean, it's really tough for me to think of like bad clubs. I mean, just clubs that aren't in like a club, you know what I mean? Where it's like, "Oh, this is just a restaurant." You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, and it's sure. like, "All right, fine." But um I think obviously like, you know, like I love the way this club is. It's low lights, uh, low stage or small ceiling. I love that kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I can't, it's so tough to think of like a specific glaring thing. Funny Bone, Cleveland, tell me. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I've never been to the Funny Bone in Cleveland. Uh, I, I, Although I'm I have done Funny Bones. There. Yeah. 
The funny bones are very interesting because those are the ones in, in the malls. Have you been yeah. there? Uh, no, I've I've heard of them on different podcasts. It's about like as, that. It, well, that's tough too because those are like papered rooms and those are all people who are like you know go to malls. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like those aren't like comedy club fans. Mm-hmm. So like a good comedy club, I think, is someone that like invests in their community and also invests in their young comics, but also builds a rapport with their um, customers. That they can be like, you can trust us for good comedy. Like, we're going to continue to book good people. You guys can come out and watch good comedy. Yeah. And there's people that are like that, where, like, you know, some people's thing is to go out every Saturday night, catch a movie. Some people are like, I want to go to the comedy club. Mm-hmm. I Like, I go, me and my wife go here every weekend to watch comedy. And yeah. It's like, that's how you build, like, a good community. I think now, so people in Barcelona, generally speaking, on a Friday, Saturday night, comedy is an option in their minds mm-hmm. yeah. but uh, what we're kind of finding is that on a wednesday night it's not <laughs> hilarious uh, whereas going for tapas is or going to a movie is and i don't know i went to a movie the other day on sunday and there's so much space at a movie theater it's just i don't know <laughs> i want it. nobody else was there <laughs> nobody else was there it was during the day in fairness what movie did you see uh, i went to see the new ant-man one. Oh, mm. cool yeah it was cool actually yeah i liked it yeah I, I like Paul see. Rudd. I'm a big fan of Paul Rudd. I'm not sure what I like about I'm, him. I just I'm, like I him. I met him. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I met is him. He, I is met he him at the comedy you. store. Is he as nice in real life as he seems to be in the movies? I literally was in his presence for, I think, two and a half minutes. I walked him from the back of the comedy store to the parking lot, which literally is like, a th- like such a quick walk. Like, maybe less than 25 feet, right? And uh, he was there, I think, for a Dave Chappelle thing, and he was just there. I think he was there with his wife. Um, and then he was like, he was like, he was like, sorry, I'm trying to, he, I was just walking. He was just like, sorry, I'm trying to look for the exit. And I was like, oh, and you took him the long way I around. Like, All right. Uh, absolutely. I'll fucking show you where the exit is. And he was like, thanks, man. I walk him out and we get to the parking lot. And I was like, Hey, I just want to let you know. I've literally like, I've been in your presence for like a minute and a half. Nicest guy I've ever met. Yeah, and then he yeah. started laughing. That's... And I was just like, I was like, you're, you're, I'm like, you're fucking cool, dude. You know that? He seems I mean, this is probably why he's so popular, but he seems very, very authentic. Uh, so what I would like us to do is trick people into thinking we're authentic. Nice. Well, authentically nice. We can be authentic, but we're not going to be Paul Rudd. Right. You want to be authentic, truly yourself, but then also still have people like you, which is tough because have you seen most people? I, I yeah, mean, for me, it's an either or. There's either people are going to like me or I can be myself. I, and yeah. that's 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 what what is that's what Patrice O'Neill said. He was like, comedy shouldn't be everyone thinking. Comedy shouldn't be a hundred percent people laughing. It should be fifty percent people howling, fifty percent people absolutely horrified. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there is some ratio. You have to take uh, risk to the extent that maybe at, at least ten percent of the population is going to be like, oh, he shouldn't have said that. Yet. Yeah, um, for sure. Run of the mill comedy is boring. Hey, I have to run off. For a very important improv rehearsal. Yeah, dude, get it. Yeah. John, yeah. you want to ask him a few more questions, though? Uh, I think we can wrap up. I don't know if For I sure? have Hell many. Hell yeah. Yeah, just give me one more. Yeah, I want to hear more. I mean, like, anything. Uh, who's the... <laughs> Who's the least nice famous person that you've met? The least nice famous person that I've ever met. The least nice famous person that I've ever met. The, the opposite end of the spectrum of Paul Rudd. Oh man, who did I met that was a fucking that I was like, oh, this guy's the worst. Um, damn, you know what? I can't really think of anybody. Matthew Murtha. It's okay. I'm, pu- I'm putting you on the spot a little no, bit. No, 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 no. To... But I was also like, I you me, I talk shit all the time. But 
the people that I don't like are all like comics that are very obscure and you know what I mean, like small like LA scene shit. Matt Martha. You know what I mean? So I just hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So I just be like, you know, name like one specific person, and then be like, who the fuck's that guy? And they look at him up, and he's got like twenty followers, and you know, it was weird at an open mic. Uh, well, no, what's the next step for you? Like what? It, the so next step? I think you were about to say, oh, your dream is to get tour two weeks, be at home two weeks. So yeah. like. Uh, that would, I mean, that would be that. How, like how do you the, see yourself working towards that? Or I mean, you know? I, really, the only goal and the only thing that I really want right now is a, uh, is just a touring agent. I want to be able to like, because that's what all the game is. It's like, you know, I have all the stuff to basically be able to like, go to a club and be like, hey, give me a shot. Let's fucking try to you know get people in. You tried NACA and that whole route. Oh or... no, I couldn't do NACA. You like weed too much, but students like weed. Yeah, absolutely. But also like I, uh, you know. I would just, I know I'd say some shit and they'd be like, whoa, because it's like, I don't, you know, I'm not, I, I grew up very poor and in Eastside San Jose. Uh, uh -huh. So it was like a lot of the shit that I like talk about and stuff is not shit that they would like, they'd be like, what the fuck is this? It's like, well, this is like the a real life of some like yeah. really heavy shit. People don't like heavy shit a lot, but yeah, it's yeah, like, I, I love heavy shit. I mean, that's my, not necessarily heavy stuff, but but my ultimate long-term goal for comedy is to take my most serious thoughts that I have that I think are the, kind of the most interesting and turn them into something that's funny and something yeah. that people laugh at. And that uh, seems like a strong way to communicate mm -hmm. good but ideas. The next goal, yeah, would be get a touring agent. And then, uh, I mean, you know. And then live the dream from there. I really, all I want to do is stand-up. All I want to do is tour and do stand-up. That's all I want no to do. No TV, no... I, that's all fun. Like, if I did, that'd be cool. I'd like to... But it's all, I don't want to be stuck on a sitcom forever, you know? I'd love to do a movie. That's fun, but that also gets in the way of stand-up, so... What would your catchphrase be if you had oh, to have God. one? Oh, uh, God. Fucking smoking weed! No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that, that's the dream, is just do a tour doing stand-up. Sick. Yeah. And, that... and a successful podcast. That sounds exact. That sounds very familiar. Yeah, I yeah. Would say. I mean, I think that's the easy goal now with everyone, especially with the way the internet is. Like, you know, some people are like, "Are you touring it at all?" Went now that you're over here in Europe for a week or two. No, I just came out here just for this, and then I mean, I talked to Hammer, and he was like, "You know, we could, you know, do Europe." He talked to me, and yeah, you know, there's definitely runs you can do. And it, mm -hmm. now that I know that, it's like, oh, I definitely could set that up. But also, the tough thing about it is, I do hate being away from my wife and my cats. Yeah, you know, some people yeah. are like, I could be away from home for months, and it's like, after ten days, I'm already like, I just want to squeeze my wife's tits and fucking push my cats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Now, from your wife okay and for... your cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I heard kids at first. Okay. <laughs> no, no, I heard kids. Um, well, you might be able to work it out, uh, where you can pay the vacation, bring the wife on that tour. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Tamar is, you know, he's he's in it. He knows. Yeah, but she's on. also like. You know how comics travel, you know what I mean? It's like get up and go, all this stuff. She's like, it's traveling is anxious for her. Mm -hmm. So it's like, and me, I'm like, like and we'll just, I'll just be walking around lost and shit, you know what I mean? Like totally fine with it. You only need to be at one place for one hour of the day. Yeah, yeah. 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 Bumble around, observe stuff. I don't yeah. know. Research. Yeah. Oh, man, super fascinating, though. Uh, Sorry to have to cut this short. Yeah, not at all. This was great. I mean, I it's was still like late. forty-five minutes. I think. It's yeah, it was perfect. Just on forty minutes. That's about how long we usually do. Um, yeah. I bought a ticket for the roast battle tonight. Sick. Yeah, Did I, you? I sent James a little message to be like, "Hey, is it, how's it selling? What's it, how's it going over there?" And it's he was not like, at our venue, "He was man. like, it's almost sold out." I was like, "Fuck, I want to go," and I didn't want to. 
I didn't want to ask for a free ticket. I did want one. You absolutely wanted to ask. You didn't want to ask, but you wanted the I didn't, free ticket. I wanted yeah. the free ticket. I didn't want to ask for the free ticket. So I'm going to go, but I might pop back for the start of the Carmen Lynch show if I need to. Because I'll be around for it. I think I'll leave after. After Improbville. Okay, cool. Everyone's going to come here after the roast. It's literally a yeah, block away. Yeah, it's a block away. Um, it's insane. So oh, it's I'm... at this El Rey place. No, no, a different place. But oh. I'm partly curious just to see what the venue's like. Yeah. Um, could be a good overflow spot for us. Who knows? Please. I, well, maybe I'll stick around then and say hello to people. Uh, could be cool. Could be a fun night at the Not old likely. I'll probably comedy run home clubhouse. And smoke, smoke marijuana. That seems that Comedy Corral. Yeah. Oh, that's actually not a bad name. Comedy what? Comedy Corral. Yeah. A corral is like a place to keep horses. Like the OK Corral. Oh. Come on oh. down to the Comedy Corral. Or if you're a fan of cheap food, the Golden Corral. Yep. Uh, I thought it was like a thing in the water that's not quite a plant. but That's seems... a, coral. Coral. a coral. 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 Okay, my bad. Um, well, thanks for coming. <laughs> <laughs> my pleasure, Doc. Thank you for having me. Yeah. Thanks for uh, I, love, I do love this club. It was fucking great being here, hanging out. I'm Tell gonna be, everybody I'm gonna, in LA. I'm going to sing your praises. Uh, thank you, guys. Tell Babs to come. I will. I will. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you about that later. All right. Cheers. Castillo. Yeah. Castillo, everybody. Frank Castle, this has been Constructing the Clubhouse with Dr. Matt and John. Well, bye.